Wow, welcome back, Light City. Hey, so glad that you're here and so glad to be here. Pastor Very Alex happy. and I just yes. want to be able to take some time and share uh, just a little bit of uh, what we've been talking about the last little while, especially yeah. with this COVID virus and all the different things that we've yeah. been dealing with all around us. We should certainly say, a, first of all, a shout out to what a beautiful worship team that we have, yes. as well as our video really team. really to myself, actually. It's yeah, like well, saying thank you to it. Thank how you. well that you yes, did. Yes, thank, thank you. you for coming, popping back yeah, in Yeah, you us. know, thank you so much. <laughs> Glad to be here. And so isn't it amazing, though, to have all of the talents and all those things as they're being oh, expressed, man. even though we can't be together in person, at least yes, not right now. Absolutely. We'll certainly be back together shortly. Yeah. Uh, but it's so great to still be able to have different pieces that come together and just create a beautiful oh, and just an inspiring service that we can all be together. Yeah. And so we're going to try and continue that as well as we're together this morning. Uh, talking about the series that we're on, as you may be familiar, if you've been joining us for the last little while, we're yeah. talking about this concept of giants yeah. and how we interact with giants in our lives and how they are still, and we're going to kind of talk about the coveted story today. We've, this is our third week in, as you know, and we've had this <laughs> warning. It's, it is the coveted story. Everybody wants to <laughs> Everybody preach about David and Goliath. Story. You're right. Ah, I've had to, I even, ah, I how even, did you get this one? I even did it myself, you know, and I put, <laughs> I put a teaching together for a couple of weeks ago, and I'm realizing I'm wandering uh, into the Goliath yeah. story, and so, mm. and I know I've mm. warned all the other teachers, stay That's away right. from the David That's and right. Goliath, because there right. is a plan for that. And so we're here, we've arrived, yes, finally, finally, we've arrived at the David and Goliath story, which yeah. is probably one of the most... Uh, uh, well-known stories of the Bible. I mean, if you think to yourself, yeah. when did you first hear the story of David and Goliath? Even if you were not serving God at the time or you weren't yeah. in church or whatever, chances are the story of David and Goliath is familiar to yeah, you. Absolutely. I can still remember uh, Olivia, my grand, one of my granddaughters was, I can't, probably she was only a year old and there was this story, you know, Goliath, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, in, and she, I could see on her face that she you know, was kind of terrified by the boom, boom part of that song. I think mom actually sang it one time and it made Olivia cry. Is that right? <laughs> so there's a little, bit of a, a little bit of a warning to us about you know, the nature of this story and yeah. how it affects us as yeah. human beings. And that's yeah. what we're going to try and wander into today. Okay, so let's just jump into it so yeah. that we can get as much meat out of this teaching as we can today. If you remember, if you were with us a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I said these comments and it's really been going off in my heart that I have come to understand that no matter how much of the Word of God we know, if we are that we, if we don't understand how to deal with these giants that yeah. are in our lives, that when because when fear comes in or or uh, you know things that come in that the demonic world are trying to deceive us with, uh, it's literally that all of that strength, all the power that has yeah, come to us because good. of the Word of God, is all of a sudden drained that's out good. of us in a moment. And yeah. so we're going to spend a little bit more time with that today to kind of uh, kind of understand. What are the strategies that we need to use in or, or be prepared with yeah. when situations like this come to us and they try to affect us? Yeah, that's because great. really when it comes to giants, I mean, how many scriptures do we need to have that say things like, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, the, the Amplified ends that scripture by saying, whose power no foe can withstand. Yeah, wow. And things like no weapon formed against us shall prosper. 
Remember the story that we talked about a few weeks ago with Gehazi and Elisha, where he said, open up the servant's eyes, and he saw that there are more right. with us Absolutely. than there are with them. Yeah, it's so true. And so we're looking at so many of these scriptures that we all know, we quote them, yeah. right? Some of us have them tattooed on our bodies, and yet yeah. when we come into this moment, script that seems like all of those, there's something wrong yeah. with the equation. Which I think begs the question, really, um, I, I think that for the majority of us, it's not that we don't know these scriptures. Right. So I think it's mostly breaking it down and saying, where do these giants get their power over us? Yeah, because I, I, I liken it, talking to your mom the other day about it, and it was like you could have a Ferrari in your driveway, yeah. but if you have one flat tire, yeah. you might as well not have a Ferrari, That's right? right? That's it doesn't right. do you any good. Or yeah. if you have, a, you have a, an airplane, but you don't have the keys, or yeah. you have, it's like these little, small, what would appear to be very insignificant things, yeah. and they render the whole rest of the so equation true. powerless, right? So true. And it really comes down to what I've discovered about walking this way for a while now, is that the main thing the kingdom of darkness is trying to do to us is intimidate us. Yeah. When you consider that God has given us all the authority and all the power that we need to live victoriously in yeah. our lives, yeah. all the devil has to do is get us not to use that strength, not yeah. to use that power. Yeah. Yeah. And he's defeated us. Yeah, and I think like intimidation is a, you know, it's a word that we all use a lot, but maybe you could define what does intimidation actually look like in our life? Well, the, I think the important part about it, first of all, was that the, the root word in the middle of intimidation yeah. is timid. Uh, I was going to say Tim. And I was like, <laughs> it could be Tim. It could be Tim too. But. It's actually timid. Timid. Okay. Yeah, timid. Uh, and so timid. when you take, you just think about that word by itself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That you're dealing with uh, something that is causing me, who is nor naturally strong or naturally able or capable or confident, yeah. to become timid. Yeah. When I looked up the definition for that word, it meant to frighten someone hmm. or to cause them to pull back. To make some, or the other part of it was to make someone in awe of me. That would be if I'm intimidating you, wow. then I would try to make you think I'm awesome hmm. in order to make myself superior to you. Wow. Right? Wow. It's kind of like the words like to threaten, to discourage, to make afraid. Uh, because you're facing someone stronger or superior to you in an important way. Wow. It's to dishearten constrain, bully, subdue, alarm, <laughs> coerce, daunt, scare, terrify, terrorize, <laughs> or bait. So you're thinking like, this is some nasty things that are all going on here wow. because of this intimidation thing. Crazy, crazy. And so wait a minute now, if you are, we are these super strong people and all of a sudden we melt in this one moment, we yeah. become timid, we kind of get all of these things happen to us. Yeah. How, you know, it doesn't matter how strong you are. Yeah. It's almost like we have to make sure that we are building up our strength, which comes from the word of God. Yeah. But we are simultaneously making sure that we are, we have the personal skill yeah. to not fall into this intimidation thing when it comes yeah. to the, the way the kingdom of darkness actually works in our lives. Absolutely. And if you had time to read through the story of David and Goliath, I think it's the perfect story that would show this with D Goliath shows up on the scene and taunts for 40 days yeah, right. with this intense, <laughs> every, day. every day for 40 <laughs> days. This Can guy, anybody think he of has something some bulldog curse? faith, right? Yes. I mean, 
But that was the thing is that he intimidated them to the place where they were stuck standing still for all these days long until somebody showed up who wasn't intimidated because it wasn't that Goliath had done anything other than shout right. a couple of words. Right. Someone had to show up who wasn't intimidated by the giant. Well, that and what I thought of too, that it's not really in this story in the scripture, but you know, the armies of Israel, these guys are tough guys. Yeah. Right. Uh, but what did they, they, they you know, they, they show up, let's say on day one of those 40 days and they're spe- now they're listening. Oh, let's let's listen for a little while. And let me let me consider what the what the Goliath is saying. Yeah. They might have had all the courage in the world to yeah. take this guy out the very first day. For sure. But they listened. Mm. Ooh, that's day good. one. And then all of a sudden they come back on day two. You can oh. feel what's happening, right? Yeah. They're slowly becoming intimidated by this wow. until whatever day now that, that David showed up here, day 40, let's say. Yeah. Man, they're all shivering in their... These mighty warrior men yeah. are shivering in their boots. Crazy. Because Crazy. of listening to this guy wow. taunt them wow. when they wake up in the morning, wow. right? You're remembering what he said yesterday, and then the sun comes up, and he comes back, and he says it again today. <laughs> you know, we can draw so many parallels oh, to the things man. that are going on in each one of our lives yeah, when absolutely. it comes to how does the devil continually, the kingdom of darkness, I don't want to give the devil any credit here. First of all, let's start there. But let me tell you, he has learned how to use this tool of deception yep. to very specifically in each one of our lives intimidate us yeah, to get us to not show up for absolutely. the fight. And so we see it here a little bit in, in, in the, you know, the coveted 1 Samuel 17, as we see now some of these things that are going on as uh, Goliath, but not just Goliath. There's yeah. several giants in David's life that yeah. are actually in this story. We yeah. kind of give all the credit to Goliath, yeah. but his big brother yeah. like, it, it was also a giant in yeah. David's life. Certainly King Saul yeah. was a giant in yep. David's life. And all of them are using little techniques in order to try and intimidate David wow. and prevent him from going and doing what he knows. I am well able to do this. Oh, um, well, so he, I mean, he had a secret plan. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. He had a secret plan of how he was going to do this. Yeah. Uh, but he had to face all of these intimidating forces all the time that were trying to get him just don't show up for the fight. Yeah, just absolutely. back down from the fight. Yeah. And so let's take a look. Can we do that? Can yeah. we just jump into the scriptures for a moment? And then let's see what the story gives us. And then for each one of us, whether you're at home or here, uh, consider how are these very similar forces forces actually trying to defeat me, cause me yeah. to show up or to not show up for the battle that I know God has already given me the so victory good. for. So, so if you're there in your scriptures, either grab a Bible there or your iPhone or iPad or whatever it is you use to read the scriptures on and flip with me over to First, cha- First Samuel chapter 17. This is the story of David and Goliath. And then look down there in verse 8. And we see now that the the, the Goliath comes out onto the valley, onto the battlefield there, yeah. and he begins to try and define the terms of the battle. And so then it says here, then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come to line up for battle? We don't need to do this. We don't need there to be a whole big hullabaloo here. Right. All you need to do is you just need to select for yourselves one man and let him come down to me. <laughs> now, that would seem right. Like if a yeah. guy was, I think, the measurements of, of Goliath here physically as a person, he was, I think they said, nine feet, 10 inches tall. 
Now, if you'd imagine that, if you're probably in your home there, the corner of your ceiling is at eight feet. Mm -mm. Or maybe if you have a 10-foot ceiling, which seems really high, Goliath's head would graze the ceiling. And so you're realizing, of course, if you're going to be Goliath and you are twice the size, or even, you know, depending on who was there from the Israelite side, he could have been three times the size yeah. of some of these guys. Of course, he would want to define the battle or the terms of the battle of in such a way that it is good with him, right? And uh, in order for him to be victorious. Sure. And so what's the key, right? Yeah. When you're trying to do it, yeah. you want to make sure that you don't just buy into the battle as the devil tries to define it for you. That's a You want to define your own terms. That is great. The second one, if you want to go into, and we'll talk about David's responses to these in a moment, yeah. but let me just lay out how systematically um, these things are defined in, in, the, in David's experience here with the different giants <laughs> that are in his life. And also in verse 8 there, you can see that what he tried to do is he tried to get a man to be by himself. Yeah. Hmm. He was trying to isolate. Hmm. And, you know, we can all feel those things. You know, I can, I, you know, with the grandchildren and all that, when they go into an environment that's really not too familiar to them, boy, the first thing they do is turn yeah. to you with their hands up in the air. Don't put yeah. me down. Yeah. I, don't leave me here. By yeah. You know, it's just such a primal thing to us that as human beings. Yeah. Just don't get me alone. There's such a message in there. We'll get to that another time about church and why church is so important to the process. Mm -hmm. But anyways, then if we flip over, there's another one in verse 28 here. Now, David is, uh, that was his experience with Goliath or listening to Goliath. Uh, but then in verse 28, we see now David comes and interacts with his big brother, Eliab. Mm -hmm. uh, now, you got all that, right? It, just like maybe you have an older brother, an older sister, or maybe friends are older than you, bigger than you, and those type of things. You know that these are also giants in our lives. Their opinions of us, sure. how they treat us, all of those type of things, very important to our psyche. And we give them a very solid place of influence in our lives. Definitely. And so what happens here, right? Uh, Eliab starts to bring up David's past. He starts to talk <laughs> about, you know, the, 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 the few sheep that you, that father, you know, father entrusts me with great things, but and he gave you a couple of sheep to look at. You know, it's just like he's trying to... He's like, I hate you! Yeah, right? But you can see that what, it's very intentional, even in the way that oh, sentence man. is written. Uh, let me read it for you. And Eliab said, why did you come down here? With whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and your insolence of heart, uh, for you have come down here just to see the battle, right? Uh, you can just hear the loathing in the, in, his, in the words that are used here to describe the way he interacted. What was he wow. trying to do? Trying to push and diminish uh, what David was doing to, yeah. to belittle him as a person, wow. to sort of bring up things like father not trusting you with anything significant or yeah. try, whatever he was referring to. I know your pride and your insolence of heart. He's referring to stuff that's happened in the past. Sure. David, there was an inside story here, but we can sort of see he's actually referring to some stuff here. Sure. And so you can see that the devil tries to taunt us with past failures, maybe things that maybe dad doesn't think very much of me. Yeah. And he only wants me to go in the back 40 and look sure. after a couple of, I don't know sure. what the real relationships there were. The important part of it though, is that that's got nothing to do with this situation. Right. What the situation at hand is, is David is, gonna, is dealing with Goliath. And so then, then another example here in verse 33, 
is now King Saul, another giant, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, this the is king. a young boy. This is the king of Israel that yep. he's talking to here. And so he does the same thing in verse 33. Saul says unto David, you're not able to go up against this man. You're just a little kid. And this is a trained warrior. This is a green beret. You know, this is, uh, this is, this is Rocky that you're going up against here. There's no way that you're going to be able. What's happening, right? He's looking at David's shortness and his size, maybe his age, maybe his experience. Sure. And he's saying, you're not prepared. You're not big enough. You're not anybody compared Man. Listen to these Man. words and how those words can be used to diminish us and to kind of intimidate us. Say, oh, may, am I being dumb here? Like, yeah. is, it, is God really going to help me? I'm just starting to feel really small here. Yeah, I'm thinking about it like, you know, you're thinking about the news and we got the statistics and we got yeah. the stories oh. and we got the, those are the giants. and the, the graphs, that's right. And the doctors <laughs> and the tables and the, right? Those are the giants that we face even right now in this situation. So, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy about it's crazy. how these things affect us. And this is yeah. an old story for sure. But let me tell you, it is about as yeah. current a story as you could ever find right yeah. now in what's going on, what's trying to be affecting all of us. Let me just deal with this last one here. Is in, uh, remember when Saul kind of pulls David aside? Okay, because this kid wants to do it. What the yeah. heck, right? right. He begins to say things like, you need to wear armor. You yeah. need to kind of stock it up a little bit here. Yeah. You need a sword or you need something. Yeah. And what that's, what's that trying to do to David? It's trying to say, man, you're not prepared for this. Absolutely. You are unqualified. As I see you right now, now, yeah. you are completely unqualified for yeah. the fight that you're going into. And can I tell you something? There's the same stuff the devil tries oh, to get us man. all with, right. right? It's the same, same story that we need to be able to deal with. Yeah. Now, remember, as we're discussing this now, and I don't want to put all the, all the negative stuff first no. without some answers. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But remember that this is all the kingdom of darkness could do. You know, I, I yes. remember it's, I, somewhere back, I heard a teaching, and I'm not a medical person, but I heard a teaching about this giant thing. Okay. And when you have people that have, even today we have that happen. There's a kind of a, an anomaly of people who grow that tall. You sure, know? like Shaq. Yeah, well, it, or, you know, <laughs> other, that's maybe different. <laughs> Thank you for throwing a curveball. Oh, okay, sorry. But one of the things that they deal with because they grow so large yeah. is that they have heart issues. Oh, wow. And so okay. they actually Hopefully not Shaq then. Maybe, hopefully not. But this is, uh, anyways... The problem that you're dealing with is uh, potentially, I don't know, and I don't know if that's what the situation was with Goliath, but potentially what, we, what Goliath was dealing with yeah. um, was that he wouldn't even have been able to fight. Like if he did oh, have wow, this particular medical condition, wow. then for him to just walk out on the battlefield, say a few words and walk home, that's all he did. And I thought about it. He probably, if he played hockey, he probably didn't have to play very wow. hard. Play football, he never, he, all he needed to do <laughs> to was stand, stand there. there. Right? Oh, so wow. I'm thinking now, David, who's just a young wow. boy, probably full of energy, could have run circles around. I've <laughs> just got He's him. like an oxygen mask. It wasn't like a shield bearer. It was like he had the shield, so it was covering <laughs> the oxygen tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing Goliath. Oh, man. I'm seeing Goliath. Grab what a his, good visual that chest, is, though. Right? Oh. Drop to his knees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, 
Let's do it. Back to the note. Man, Back what a good note. visual that is, though. So right? good. Oh, man. So good because well. it's like, wait a minute. That was a. It was a, even if David wow. would have just gone out there and started swinging a stick at him, he probably. <laughs> He probably still would have won. Oh, I don't know if we're going to be able to finish oh, this teaching. Oh, it's good. It's a good, oh. it's a great visual. But though. a great visual. Oh, How you're thinking geez. about, you mean this whole situation was a setup. The whole nation was afraid. And maybe the guy couldn't even fight. Wow, that's maybe crazy. Maybe he didn't even know how to fight. They say he was trained as a warrior, but how many people would have gone up against Goliath? Right. Nobody in his right mind, or sure. I shouldn't say it like that, nobody going fist to fist no. would have gone up against Goliath ever no, in his life. absolutely not. Anyways, <laughs> the key of it, when you look at it, all that they had to do was show up for the fight. Yeah. It, I mean, the great story about David's secret plan that he had in, his ba in the background, but all oh, the, yeah. somebody had to do was get out there and fight him. God would have helped that person just Absolutely. like he helped David. Absolutely. And maybe there would have been a different plan, but yep. it still would have worked Yes, because God was going to be there to stand with David yep. or stand with whoever else went out there. Absolutely. And they would have been victorious yeah, against the, this Yeah, that's such a great point. I'm thinking about it like even a sports example, right? With just showing up. I'm thinking about, you know, playing hockey or whatever is... If a team goes and a team is ready to play and the other team, their bus breaks down and they yeah. can't make it to the arena. Even if they were a better team. Even if they were a better team, even if it was the it doesn't make it no difference. If you can't show up to the fight, it's an automatic loss. And right. so for the other team, they win. Just because you didn't show up. Just yeah. because it's that's yeah, a great picture. Crazy, right? Oh, man, that is just And a so good let's picture. take a look in the few minutes that we have left here now. Let's take a look at David's responses. Because oh. I don't think it's just, at least as I've lived life on this planet, I don't think it's just being there with the sling no. and the stone. No. I think there's a whole process that's in play here that really empowered David to be there at that moment and so confident that he was able. I love the little piece in the scripture there. It says, and David got up that morning and he ran towards Goliath. Yeah, awesome. He couldn't wait for yeah. the opportunity that he was being given yeah. to go and really deal with this guy. Absolutely. So first of all, let's look in verse 40. Uh, and uh, and the, the antidote to playing the devil's game. Yeah. Right? Remember that David... Uh, the David didn't play the devil's game, uh, the uh, Goliath's game here. Yeah. He had the decision that he was going to go. He had his staff and he had his sling. Yeah. Right. Remember when he told the story of the lion and the bear? Yeah. He didn't tell them how he got the lion and the bear. No. How did he catch up? How did he? I'm right. thinking of him. He's practicing with his sling and firing a few at the lion and the bear. Yeah. But he didn't say that here. He right. had this plan. Yeah. And but he didn't tell Goliath what the plan was. No. Right. It's kind of like, in a sense, Goliath brought a knife to a gunfight. Sure. But he didn't know that. Yeah. David was able to be super confident because he, God had given him an idea. That's great. How can I be the half-sized guy and still win the fight? That's well, awesome. I can do it with a sling and a stone. Amazing. The, num the second one is uh, you need to define for yourself, no matter what situation you are in, that you're not alone. Oh, yeah. That's that so there good. isn't a battle. There yeah. isn't a fight. No matter how alone you feel, yes. you are not alone. We see that in verse 37 there where, where David, moreover, David said, the Lord will deliver me. Who delivered me from the lion? Who delivered me from the bear? He will also deliver me. That's great. And so you're thinking about your guy watching, like, who's he talking about? <laughs> right? There's right. just some little guy right. in the middle of the field saying, I'll, he's going to deliver me. You're thinking, oh, who? 
right? Well, because yeah. da David wasn't—he looked like he was standing out there by himself. Yes, but, but he wasn't not alone. in David's mind. That's right. In That's David's great. mind, he, there was somebody else that was there with him. Not only that, there was the real key person. That's awesome. To winning this battle, awesome. he's going to get the job done yeah. for me. And then verse thirty-six now talks about, ta you know. Uh, uh, Saul coming and saying, you got to use all these other tools. Yeah. Here's how we fight battles nowadays. We load yeah. ourselves up with hundreds of pounds worth of armor yeah. so that we can beat each other until <laughs> and not feel it. Yeah. That's how they did it. But that wasn't David's experience, no. right? What he was dealing with is he had his stories. All yes. he needed was that he had the story to say, I did the, I defeated the lion. Yes. This, is, this is what I was dressed like yes. when I defeated a lion. And I, this is what I was dressed like when I yes. defeated a bear. Absolutely. So when I go up against this guy, I can be dressed exactly the same way. That's so good. And we have those stories too, right? Where yeah. he can look back. I mean, maybe, I don't know how big the lion was. Or I don't know how big the bear was. I can probably be convinced that they weren't 12 feet tall. Sure. And so those were smaller stories that he was using maybe less significant battles, yep. but he was using, like if God's going to give me a victory over a lion, yeah. he's going to give me the victory here. Yes. Can I tell you something? We always have other stories that we can always. bring into, uh, into our mind when always. we're facing whatever battle that we are at now. Yes. If God is willing to heal a headache, then he's yeah. willing to heal cancer. I remember you told a story, I think in church before, but I've heard it before, your large double-double story. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just exactly the example, right? Yeah. When we were purchasing the building that we're all in, but only a couple people yeah. are allowed to be in here right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when we're making this decision, yeah. I'm thinking about God saying to me to buy somebody else a cup of coffee. When all I had, I used to go to work every day. This is maybe in the years when we didn't have a lot of resources, my, Tina and I. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had $2.50 in my pocket. That's yep. back in the day when Tim Hortons, it was $1.25 for, uh, for a large coffee. So I had my early morning large coffee and my midday large coffee. That's how much money I took with me every day. And so the Lord said to me one time, buy your boss who was there with me, yeah. you buy his coffee. Yeah. Now, normally when you go to the coffee shop with your boss, you're kind of hoping they'll pay. You let them go first in line and then they say, oh, here, you know, you know how it works. Yeah. But the Lord kept saying to me, All too well. <laughs> the Lord kept saying to me, right? The Lord kept saying to me, buy his coffee. Yeah. I'm, I'm arguing all the way in the line. Yeah. I'm saying, Lord, I only have $2.50. If yeah. I spend it all now, I'm not going to get a coffee in midday. And yeah. I, I, I don't know if you know me very well, but I'm not real good <laughs> if I don't have my midday coffee. But I did it anyways. Yeah. And that day, not only, I remember that I bought the, 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 this man, Kevin, my uh, cup of coffee. And then about little at the end of the midday, the, the person who was the, the, the general manager of the job we were on, he shows up and he says, come on, let's go for a coffee. And he never showed up. Yeah. It was like something about that day he came and yeah. bought my cup of coffee. So wow. not only did I get to buy my boss a coffee, but I also got another cup of coffee. Yeah. And then there was a, it was a construction job that I was on. Then the bulldozer operator came. And he, because they just drop him and his bulldozer off and then they take off, right? Yeah. So he didn't have any way to go get lunch. So he said to me, if you go and get lunch, I'll buy you lunch. Oh. And so I'm thinking, and that never happens either. <laughs> no. You know, I'm, and so it's like, wait a minute now. I'm seeing how God, not only did he get me my coffee, yes. but he got me 10 times that much. Significantly beyond that, yes. That little story now 
has carried me in situation after situation after situation, thinking if God that can do so that, good. then he can not only get us this building, but yep. he can keep the lights on and keep the heat on. Somehow he's Absolutely. done that now for 20 years yeah. of looking after all of the resources that's that we amazing. need to do the ministry. But honestly, that's kind of what David was doing. Yes. He was saying, like, I took care of the little lion and the bear, which may just be a stuffed animal in your life. Yeah, right. But it still is a powerful testimony that you can use when you're fighting whatever situation you're Absolutely. up against now. You That's had the flu so two years ago and you got through it. Well, That's you right. can say, you know what? Corona Amen. what? Amen. That's Corona so what in my life? Because God can do that. That's he can right. certainly do this. Absolutely. And then the fourth one now is we're watching David now really go into battle. Yeah. And what does he do? If you look in verse 36 there, you see that he starts to declare his expectation of success. Now, yeah. this is when he's just, you know, he's just starting to get going, running towards Goliath here. And in verse 36, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. Oh, this is when he's talking to Saul, sorry. And he said, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be just like them. Yeah. He's talking to Saul and he's going, it's going to go exactly this way. And so wow. he's already rehearsing his victory there. That's right. And then now in verse 46, now listen to this. Listen to all the what's about to happen statements yeah. that, he's, that David <laughs> says. And David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, uh, whom you have defied. This day will, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I will strike you. I will take off this he your head. Wow. This day I will give your carcass to, uh, uh, of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth will know That's so good. that there is a God in Israel. What's That's David so doing? Good. He keeps saying future tense. This is what's about to happen. This is what's about to happen. Yes. This is what's about to happen. Yes. Yes. And so in each one of our lives, yeah. right, when we're looking even at the thing that's going on right now, this coronavirus, so that when this is over, I will, I am going to come out of this stronger that's than right. I was before. Oh, I am so going to have more money than yes. I had before I got into this. I am yes. going to have a better job. I am going to have greater opportunities. My business is going to be doing even better. Yes. I'm saying all those things just like what David was saying. That's so good. Because he's giving hope. He's giving expectation to the Lord in order for God to come in and do so super good. great things in his That's life. So and then uh, let me just see, I've done on item number, oh, I got two more to go. <laughs> item number five, uh, remember when, when Saul tried to get David to use his armor? Yeah. I, I, I looked at this and looked at this and looked at this. And the only way that I can understand this in my own life is that don't try to use something new yeah, in your so battle. Oh, you know what so I mean? Good. Like you are, when you go into a battle, can I encourage you with this? If you feel unprepared or you haven't read your Bible enough or you didn't pray enough, or you didn't go to church enough, maybe you didn't tithe enough or whatever he's, <laughs> whatever it is that the devil is taunting you with right now, can I tell you something? You know right now already what you need to know oh, in order to so get good. through this fight. Oh, that'll set you free. That's so good. I'm not saying that God's not going to give you more stuff. Sure. As you seek him right now, maybe he's going to give you new tools, going to give you new scriptures, going to give you new skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can I tell you something? We have confidence. We have faith in stuff that worked in the past. That's good. When you get a new thing like David, now I'm not saying David shouldn't go out and learn to yeah. use swords and armor and mail and all this kind of stuff. Sure. Maybe he should have gone and done that. Yeah. But let me tell you, for this fight, 
He needed to go with what he That's was right. confident in. Right. And what you're confident in is stuff that was already proven in a previous fight. That's excellent. And then what we do is we get the new tool, whatever God is empowering us with, because that tool, <laughs> like a video game, that tool is going to be important later in your life. Yes. So it is important that we grab onto what God is giving us right now, but don't try to put confidence in something that God showed you yesterday. Yeah, it's true. God showed you a lot of stuff. Right. And I hear testimonies right now of people who are getting great miracles, even throughout this coronavirus. Can I tell you, they're getting great miracles because they just said, I don't know what to do. I just sat down and read my That's Bible. Right. Yep. Can I tell you, there isn't a single person in the, in the North America that doesn't know that God wrote that book. That's right. And if you need to know what God said, go read the book. Yep. That's something that, and all of a sudden this guy is just feeling so much strength and so much fight in him yeah. because he just sat down for a few minutes and read the Bible. Yeah. We know what to do. Yeah. That's great. And then, uh, so anyways, and then verse 45 is something that I kind of noticed all the way through uh, the way David interacted with Eliab and the way he interacted with Saul. And then now the way he's interacting with all the taunts of Goliath. Yeah was that he just ignored him. Yeah. So many times there would be somebody, like Eliab came to him and said a whole bunch of things, and David just turned to somebody else and told them the story, completely <laughs> ignoring what Eliab had said. <laughs> That's and true. then they said the same thing that Eliab said, so the next thing he turned around and walks <laughs> off. He's not engaging. He's not, I'm not no. trying to defend myself. I'm not, trying so to, good. I'm not trying to you know, make myself feel good here. That's great. I'm just moving on. And yeah. so what is he doing? He's ignoring all the things that the kingdom of darkness is trying to get to him that's so to good. try to intimidate him. Yeah, that's great. And it's kind of like what Pastor uh, Tina was saying this to me the other day. She was listening to somebody online, and it was like that scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, you know, cast down vain imaginations. And the guy was saying that word cast down it should be better translated as drive it out. Yeah. And so I think right. about that, you know, when we, we oftentimes, a couple times a year, we go through and we anoint all the windows in our home and mm -hmm. we, anything that's found its way into this house. And then we go, all go down to the front door and we open the front door right. and we say, get out. Right. Kick it out. It's like drive it forcibly out. drive it out yeah. of your home and shut the door. That's so good. That's the same kind of thing that I love the way those, that term comes in when I get these little thoughts. It's like, no. Yeah. Get out of here. It's yeah. not just, oh, let's, let's, yeah. let's toss it down the ground. No, it's aggressive. It's, it's and intentional. And it's not cast it down right there where yeah. it can jump back on me. Yeah, right? It's get it, cast it out. Yeah, that's right. Be, be very vocal that's about the phenomenal. lies. So good. That's, what, that's the story we get from David anyway. Yeah. And then finally, I, had, I just have in my notes here, remain single-minded. Yeah. You know, the devil can try to get us so distracted. You know, a ding here, a ding there. Yeah. You know, we have watches, we have phones, we have all these things that are trying to distract us. We got phone yeah. calls, people this and that. You know, when you're trying to fight a battle, yes. it's very important that you become single-focused about that battle. Absolutely. Because we can become very weakened just by having to handle the lots of stuff. Absolutely. And so taking those lessons then, as we close today, we take these lessons that are, that have come to us through probably the most, one of the most anyways, famous stories. Absolutely. And certainly the story when we talk about giants, everybody goes back and thinks about Goliath. Yeah. And right in that one page or two pages of your Bible, there are all these powerful strategies that we can put into effect in our lives yeah. so that when something comes to try and intimidate it, it, it feels a certain way. It, it kind of makes us feel smaller. Yeah. It makes us feel like we can't do it. Maybe we thought a minute ago, I could do it. Now I don't feel like I can yeah, do absolutely. it. And I can become very sensitive to how that thing feels on the inside of me. 
And just like any deception, if it makes me feel that way, it's got to yeah. be a lie. Yeah. Because I know the Bible tells me God is with me. Absolutely. That whose power no enemy can withstand. That's like no matter what comes, yeah. no enemy of mine can stand up against the power yeah. of the word of That's God so in good. my life. So maybe would you mind taking a second just for each of us? I, I, I know that you made so many amazing points today. Uh, you know, for myself, and I know for everybody out there who's watching right now. Rewatch. This rewatch, and, yeah. and the, the truth of the matter is, is that this is intentional. I kept, you know, thinking about that word and everything that we saw David do in his life is that there was a, an intentionality, that he couldn't just hope that no. it was going to change. He couldn't just have great plans. That's he what had all the to, rest of the army did. Yeah, he had to actually yeah. go down to the stream, pick up the stone, run into the battlefield, throw the stone, there was a real intentionality. And so maybe could you pray for us this morning uh, just to maybe for, you know, to set us mm -hmm. on the right course. I think that w whether we want to admit it or not, this reality affects us every day in our life. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe you could just pray over us, you know, that we would really intentionally go down this path of defeating our giants. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's really important right now because we're kind of in this sort of like sort of like in that whatever that crowning spot where uh, you know we've kind of been have been asked to kind of pull away yeah. and isolate ourselves for the last couple of weeks but now we're going into what i suspect is going to be an unraveling of that yeah and we need to start venturing back out absolutely we need to start exp uh, you know preparing for the fact that you know we need to begin to re-engage and Absolutely. some i know that a, a, a lot of people i suspect are feeling like a little fearful a little weird about that yeah, you know absolutely. about how does all that kind of happen and what's the world that i'm going to be coming out to now yeah. and how's it all going to work and yeah you know all of those thoughts are very intimidating thoughts and so i just want to you know not only for ourselves as we're here but also for our leaders yeah. who are feeling this our government leaders who absolutely. might be feeling this way about you know kind of a little unsure or intimidated about the nature of the situation that's surrounding us right yeah. now and certainly for our families for our communities maybe you have employees maybe there's sure. people or you know if you pastor churches or doing different things like that this is really a season for us to really deal with absolutely. this spirit of intimidation absolutely and so why don't we all just do that let's just close our eyes for a moment and just take a, just a moment of consecration with the Lord. We really want to be able to hear him speak to us. I'm going to kind of lead us in a bit of a prayer this morning, but I really am encouraging you to uh, let the Lord really inhabit this moment, to be able to speak to you himself, maybe give you a picture in your mind as I'm praying. Maybe he's going to give you a sense of peace or, a, or just an, uh, you know, like a uh, uh, a sensation in your physical body. Maybe he's actually going to, you're going to hear words spoken to you. And mm -hmm. you know, those are such powerful things in these moments. And so as we do that, Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We're just so grateful, first of all, for the word of God. We're mm -hmm. so grateful for the lessons and the parables that we get from the lives of other people that are written down for us in the scriptures and that we can go and read a story that is now thousands and thousands and thousands of years old. Mm -hmm. But we're able to read that story in such a way that it has such a powerful effect upon our lives that we're able to watch people do it wrong and we're able to watch people do it right and we're able to glean from that such confidence as we know that you're telling us you're speaking to us through this story 
you are giving us the strength that we need inside of this story where we would have felt intimidated. Maybe we were feeling diminished. Maybe we were feeling threatened. Maybe we were feeling afraid or some of those other nasty words that we talked about. But Heavenly Father, we know what you're doing. Yes. We know, Holy Spirit, that you're taking the word, that you're taking the truth and you're pouring that truth into us, giving us confidence, giving us vision, giving us hope that as we go forth, not only in today, but in this next season of our lives, Lord, that we are going to be those ones that are standing strong against all of this intimidating, all the intimidating voices that, will be, that may be around us that are trying to push us down and cause us to default, cause us to just not show up for the fight. Mm -hmm. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you. We know that Jesus went to the cross in order to, to save us, in order to open our eyes and help us to be able to see the real world that we are living in, the real world that's around us. How the kingdom of darkness is trying to diminish us, is trying to scare us away yeah. from the victory that God has already given us. And so we just declare right now that we're going to go with Jesus. Yes. We just declare right now that His strength yes. is going to deliver us. We declare right now that we are healthy and strong in our bodies. We declare that we are financially strong. Yes. We declare that our destiny is as sure as it has ever been as we continue to pursue the purpose and plan of God for our yes, lives, Lord. for our families, for our communities, for our churches. And Father, we're so grateful for that. The way you stir us with faith, the way you empower us is so wonderful. It's so beautiful. And we do thank you so much for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was such a good teaching. I feel like there were so many amazing visuals. And yeah, that story is full of visuals. And I, I want to encourage you, like you just said two seconds ago, you know, don't just click off the page now and get busy doing your other stuff. Yeah. But bookmark this page, come back, rewatch the Even teaching. Even go and take notes. Go into yeah, your own Bible I mean, and, seven, and underline some stuff. Seven right? really phenomenal points on how do we deal with the intimidation that comes yeah. from our giants. Well, hopefully. Can I, can I also, before you close, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, can you? I also, uh, not really, I, that's a lie, <laughs> of course I'm not. Uh, but let me get, let me just encourage you, as you, if you do uh, have the occasion to rewatch this, Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I've always found very useful, although kind of humbling at times, is asking the Lord, you know, when when have I done that? Sure. If this absolutely. point is this, show me when I've done that in a battle. Yep. And what? how was the devil able to, the kingdom of darkness, able to intimidate me yeah. and steal a victory from me? You know, yeah. when I make it personal, I can tell you that it really does drive the points home. To yeah. say, okay, I'm never going to let that happen yeah, to me absolutely. again. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good.